Welcome back to We Are Live. It's Chris Demden, Travis Harrell, and the stream queen, Mr. Chris Gardner on We Are Live. We're proud to be joined by our coffee sponsor and friend of the show, Christopher Manto from Snappy Bigman. Thank you for having me. Wow. I, you're not much of a talker, so no, I'm, I'm surprised all. you <laughs> wanted to come onto the podcast I'm and tell stories right now. of I just, international yeah. leisure, cigars, yeah. coffee, coffee, travel, shoelaces, style, socks. Socks. We got it all, baby. <laughs> Travis, he might be your uncle. He's really I don't, don't, I into don't socks think, and shoelaces. I don't think you know how biology works. I, I think I do, <laughs> and I think he's got uh, impeccable style. Uh, again, we, uh, we're proud to uh, be working with Snappy and uh, the coffee. What do you think? Uh, has the quality of the coffee gone up 400 million percent? Well, we were officially sponsored by Folgers for about six months, oh, and that wasn't God, pleasant. No, not so now we have real coffee. Yeah, this is pretty you serious. You can't have the lows, you know, the highs. <laughs> <laughs> this is some delicious coffee. Currently drinking some as I speak. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, it's available online. Easiest way to order it, snappybigman.com. Snappybigman.com. Yeah. yeah. We've got a website that was, it's, it, it, it's adequate for right now. We're trying to to build that up a it's bit. worth it and it's uh and you brought us in all these special blends and everything let's do the uh coffee nerd question and, and gardner i can't remember if you get into the uh the specificities of coffee much since you're such a you drink coffee every day of your life but i, drink I do coffee all day long all day <laughs> every day <laughs> i do want to know why uh and this this may sound infomercially but i know how passionate about you are uh, about it you are the beans why are your beans uh, special? What's what's going on well, with Well, they're all 100% Arabica beans. Uh, the, where we Arabica, that's my cousin's name, Travis. Mm. <laughs> where we source them from, they're more hand-picked than just bought off a barge uh, mm -hmm. at auction and everything. We work with some oh, smaller companies. Okay. So a little better bean. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you, do you develop that? that type of relationship? That's pretty intense. You know what? Over a cigar. Really? <laughs> that's where I met a lot of these folks. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, on the road, uh, 20 years on the road. Is Treat that mic like a lady. Get up there. Get oh, up there. there you go, oh. baby. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now, on the, on, on the road, uh, you meet all types of people, and it was over a cigar and got talking about coffee, and this guy was a, a, a wholesaler. This guy was a roaster, and, and that's how I got access to more and more beans. That sounds like a very intense world as well, distributing cigars. How did you get involved with that? Uh, I, I was always a cigar smoker, even back... Uh, right after high school and stuff, hand-rolled cigars. Oh, okay. And saw the boom coming in the mid-90s, uh, started a store, uh, developed it into a cigar bar and everything. Right. A uh, lot of great relationships there. When we uh, closed the business, uh, because of the change in law in Illinois, because we, we had a cigar bar also, it was called the Conversation Lounge. Okay. So we had no televisions in there or anything. It was all about, uh, we did classic cocktails, we were a little bit ahead of the game with, uh, like, imports. We had 75, 80 different single malt scotches. Oh, wow. Uh, I remember when Pappy was $67 a bottle. We were <laughs> on it. So, yeah, now it's 2000. <laughs> I wish I would have kept those All bottles, right. yeah, for my <laughs> retirement. But, uh, and then I had friends, uh, and I went to work as a, as a rep promoting their cigars and traveling around the Midwest. That's crazy. In the country, yeah, from Chicago out to uh, Oklahoma City. All that area in there, there's, Colorado. There's tie-ins. Obviously, this is how you got into coffee or whatever. But we went, we had a, a very just random thing happen where we went to Honduras. We meet Nestor Placencia. Yes, he does all this guy. crazy stuff. But there's also coffee plantations mm -hmm. all over the place, too. So they're all kind of catty uh, Yeah, you'll have, catty you'll have one of the factories, and right down the road is the, is the coffee plantation. And when I used to go down there, we'd be on the bus. I'm like, let me stop. And they're like, no. 
<laughs> this is gonna get dangerous. And right one here. thing I love about that industry is that, like the characters. Like they like there are like serious players involved Cigars? in the cigar industry. Oh my god! Yeah. Same and with I've, coffee, I would assume. Yeah. Any kind of anything you're distributing, right? Like right. The, it's to go from has to get made, and it takes a bunch of people, and then it has to go somewhere else. There's some interesting folks involved. With that. Is that how that? I, I'm just curious as to. Why are the characters the way that they are in that type of business? Is it because it's just so fast moving? You're, it's international, so you're meeting people from all walks yeah, of life? Yeah, it's international. I think it's really uh, the passion mm. that these people have. Like Nestor Placencia is, is a very wealthy man. Uh, his fortune from tobacco is small compared to what he has. Oh, wow. Land and but cattle? He's, or what he's, it, oh, it? cattle, uh, resorts, land so this, and this, things. Th just for some background real quick, Rocky Patel cigars are made at his plantation. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe there's a few other big dogs yeah. that have made there too. Yeah. This guy has, uh, so we met him in 2016, and he has escaped two different revolutions, Cuban Revolution and Nicaraguan Re Revolution. The guy's been through some stuff oh, definitely to has. get where he's at. Yeah. And the fact that he's doing it in Honduras still, it's, it's wild. It's, yeah. it's absolutely wild. Yeah, but he's at, he's at the fields, at the factory every day. You, you know, we saw he, his office. Yeah, well, you've seen him. He's in a pair of jeans, a pair of work boots, <laughs> yeah. a, a flannel shirt, and a little windbreaker and stuff. He's not. And they're, and they're just genuine people. Right. And you can see it when they talk about the product. You hear it in their voice. You can see it in their eyes and everything. And it's just, it's that love. And I think that's where that connection is. It's really a small, the cigar industry is really a small family. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of second cousins that are attached right. to when you get out. <laughs> but yeah, it's really a small family. There's not as, there's some big companies, but there's not as many factories, not as many producers as what you think. Mm -hmm. And Nestor's one of the biggest. He produces a lot. I mean, there's hardly anybody who's not using some of his tobacco. That's wild, and the the footage we shot and the interview we actually did with him will never see the light of day. But it was uh, it was extremely interesting, just the process of that, and then the handmade aspect of everything. Which again, too, we wanted to go to a couple different coffee plantations, but they were they kind of gave us the same like, eh, yeah, maybe don't go well, there. Well, Don Lee's a little different. Yeah, they don't want you to wander too far out of sight. Yeah, that, yeah. that'll happen in, in some areas. Like what, that. you what? can't just yell that you're from St. Louis and people in Honduras. Like, oh. Yeah. Well, your ransom just went up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, what what drove your passion? Like you, you talk about people in the in the industry having that type of passion. How did what what fires you up? Uh, just the camaraderie with it. Hmm. I mean, you know, you get to meet uh, a great group of people every day. It's it's even though it's the same thing, it's always different. Okay. Uh, it's just the connection you make, uh, especially with like a cup of coffee and a cigar. I mean, when you walk into a shop, and shops have changed over the years now because of the non-smoking laws, of uh, things like that have kind of driven them into a, a different venue. But there's still, those, there's still those shops out there where you could walk in anywhere in the country. You're out of town. You're doing whatever you're doing. All right. uh, and you go to have a cigar, and you're by yourself, and you go in there. And a lot of times there's that, that group that's in there. The owner is like, you're Travis. Hey, let me introduce you to the guys. And the guys don't ask what you do. What do you like? What do you like to do? What do you? They don't. They don't care who you are. I mean, there's always. You can find anybody in a cigar shop. Yeah, Bookie, I've seen it. Lawyer, yeah. judge. Okay, the judges. You always got a morning judge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been retired for twelve years. <laughs> right. Morning judge. NFL Hall of Famers. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'll see that all kinds of walks of life yeah. kind of connecting over that well, other it's, conversation. It's a big connection too between there's there's no age either because you'll take a guy who's twenty something years old, twenty five year old guy who's just starting out. Right. 
he makes those connections. Now, he may be talking to a guy who's his dad's age, and maybe he doesn't get along with his dad, or they don't have those conversations. But these guys kind of take them under their wings. Nobody's really judgmental. You always, you know, the thing is, is you've got a cigar, cup of coffee, you got about 45 minutes to an hour to have a conversation. Okay. It's not an argument. Hmm. You'll have some people that, eh, I don't like Travis can make it into one. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I believe that. I am <laughs> contrary. I'm contrary. <laughs> I was worried he said that way. It's, it's, a, it's a disease. It's don't, a, don't mind me. It's a no, disease. No, it's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Again, a little, it's a little shtick. Uh, we, we have a quick question uh, from one of our listeners. Go to daily budget smoke for a cigar. Oh, my God. I would have to say uh, the STL Special hmm. uh, in the Sun Grown, okay. uh, around $7 a stick. It's actually from a local guy here in St. Louis. That's, that's the best answer you could possibly give. Yeah, okay. and that I helped him create that cigar. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, maybe you two are more similar than I realize. <laughs> <laughs> so, hmm, I'm seeing something here. Uh, I'm curious, too, about the, the coffee. Do you have a favorite of the uh, blends? That you, made? You, made, you brought us a bunch of different blends, and yeah, we get excited each one we uh, pop open. No, I, you know, do I have a favorite? Not really. My go-to is probably, well, no, I can't say I do. Because, yeah. you know what, I'm working with beans all the time. We're going to be bringing out some single origins and things like that. Uh, we've changed on what we're going to do. We were never going to grind coffee. We're actually working with somebody. We're trying to finalize the artwork now. We're going to bring out K-Cups. I mean, I'm a passionate person about it. Right. But I'm also a person who needs to pay for therapy. Hey, so man. that makes my co-pay. Great point, because St. Louis Counseling Services sponsors our show. StLouisCounseling.org is the website that Chris could go to. Christopher, right there, St. Louis Counseling, improving lives since 1955. Right there, so We've yeah. got you covered. You can go see Tom and our pals. They I'll work get that card afterwards. Well, yeah. You can listen to their podcast, Mental Health Matters. They record it right here at Midco Studio. If you or someone you know is in need of counseling services, that's businesses, schools, individuals alike, no matter the income level or the size, St. Louis Counseling is here to help. Great job, Chris. We discussed that. What do you What do you recommend for people who call themselves not coffee drinkers? I have friends who just look at me crazy because I become a coffee guy over the last handful of years, and I and I, they're just like, "What is it about coffee that draws you in?" So, what should I say to them for people, especially when I'm offering them your brand? How do I get them to get into coffee, and where should they start as far as maybe uh, a particular blend? Wow. Um, you know, here's the thing. I've heard people say they love the smell of coffee, right. but they don't like the taste of it. Right. I never really understood that until I was talking to somebody. I don't like chocolate. Okay. But I love the smell of it. I'll walk into a store to get my wife some coffee or some chocolate and everything. Love the smell of it, but it's like I don't like the taste. Okay. So, I, you know, sometimes I don't think you're going to be able to turn somebody on to coffee. But a lot of times I think if they start with a better coffee, uh, a lighter roast, Okay. Sometimes where it's it, especially if they're like tea drinkers. I mean, you know, we all have that one person who goes to breakfast and orders a Diet Coke. With, yeah. Which is just. <laughs> we only, only go to breakfast with them once. It's like you followed our lives the last oh, 15 yes. years. God, yes, there's always one. Yes, yes. But uh, I mean, some people are going to like it. Some people don't. Right, okay. But I think if you start with a better coffee. Mm. That's like when we do our coffee tastings and things and we show people. You know, to me, it's like when you walk into a restaurant and there's no salt and pepper on the table. I think it's fantastic. Hmm. Try the food. When we oh, do our coffee sense. taste, yes, yes. there's no cream or sugar around. Oh, and you'll hear people say, okay. why well, always put cream and sugar okay, in Okay, I see. Why? I don't like to taste coffee. Maybe you're not drinking the right coffee. Okay. Oh, now, right. at least taste it. Now, if you want to put cream and sugar, 
go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk about you later when you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a that, bitch. Mm-hmm. Here, that's I have a question, and this is me on a daily basis. If I could perfectly do it, I probably don't drink the same, wouldn't drink the same roast throughout the day as I go through the day. Sure. Um, I might preferably start with a lighter roast in the morning and then maybe go to something more medium mid-afternoon or early afternoon, whatever that might be. With your stuff, if that if I have that ideal setup, what do I start with? What blend? And then what do I go to, like, let's say midday or something like that? Well, you start with the Connecticut roast, which is actually a lighter roast. It's actually higher caffeinated. Okay. The lighter the roast, the more caffeine. So if you want to get a kick jolt in the morning, it's, it's a great morning coffee. We also developed that as a uh, what we call an evening coffee to finish off. It's a little lighter flavor. Mm-hmm. And then our Havana blend, which was our original blend, uh, is more of a medium roast, like a French roast type of uh, French roast type of coffee. Okay. And then, if you want to finish something dark and heavy, that would be our Oscuro, which is uh, a, basically an Italian roast, a very dark black bean. Okay. So there's how Satisfied? I would do it through it. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to plan the day. That was pretty dope. That was actually very dope. <laughs> that was well, kind of I mean, cool. that's that's how I prefer to. I just like to start with a light in the right. bean, and then it probably move to a medium. And I'd probably stick with a medium, and I might go to a light one more time. It's just that's if I can do it that way. Okay. Ideally, if I can set it up that way, that's how I would do it. Have you uh, have you done anything with breweries in St. Louis to make uh, a stout with them at all? No, I was actually talking with a brewer distiller in Omaha when I was still on the road. That's kind of fallen out of the way. I would like to do something like that. We've approached it. Yeah, I would love to do a a coffee stout. Our whole thing was we wanted to find a couple, and we're still looking. Uh, we wanted to find a couple different uh, brewers right. uh, around uh, the area. I used to cover the, the flyover zone, the, the Oklahoma, uh, mm-hmm. Nebraska, Kansas, all that. And we had met these guys there. And I'd like to do, like, little limited releases. Now, some of them have bigger distribution. So right. I don't think I want to do it as a, a a long-term thing, so to speak. But I would like to do some short runs okay. and be able to bring them into different bars or coffee houses and things like that and just do play with that. But these guys have all the, I mean, they got all the equipment now. So they can can it, they can do it. So, yeah, I think it would be a perfect tie-in. Can I, can I ask you a question? You are the kind of person that I think if you did anything in the world, you have been incredibly successful at. Because you just come off as a person always in control. What, what who, <laughs> who raised you? Mm. Like, who, what, was, what was it like growing up for you? Like, what, what was, who was that person for you that you looked to? Because... You, I feel like if you were a general manager of an NFL team, like you could absolutely run it to the point where you could win a Super Bowl. So what is it about like the way you just carry yourself, the way that you dress? What was who was that person for you that you looked to that that molded this for you? Oh, my mom, for one. Mm, I mean, okay. you got to You got to give the mom shout. Of course. Uh, mm-hmm. My dad was great, too. They raised us, you know, please and thank you. They raised mm. us to be gentlemen. They raised us to take care of ourselves. Uh, and then I had other influences as I was growing up. People I worked for uh, hmm. were mentors. And, uh, you know, I'm six foot four. Uh, <laughs> I worked for one guy. Um, he was six, four, six, five. And he, he noticed I was walking. And he goes, you know what? You, you look like you're shuffling. you got to take longer steps. you got to move faster. And it makes a difference. Your size looks slow. So mm. I, you know, it was things like that. Dressing was the same way. I, you know, guys said, "Hey, this is a little sharper. This is a little better." So there was a lot of influences, okay. but a lot of good influences. Yeah, and there was a few bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen until the gag orders release. We won't talk about those. 
You've got uh, your friends at Tobacco watching uh, right now. They want to give you a shout out. Jeff hey saying hello. Jeff. So that's making it happen. I'm sure you've made friends throughout St. Louis, throughout the Midwest. Travis, great question uh, about who's uh, who's brought you to where you're going to be. But uh, right now, currently with Snappy, uh, I know we can go to snappybigman.com. What are you? Uh, what's the plan? Like, where do you want this to be in five years? Oh, sold to a big corporation. And I'm retired. On my own, <laughs> you know what I'm I, I am so right. out. After I, I decided, keep it real. Yeah, on K cups, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll sell out though. <laughs> 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 I will not that is the best you answer. That is the, that is the best answer that anyone has ever given on this show. I appreciate that. <laughs> and, and, I will, and I will say that I will not snub you if I see you. Up there. Oh, that's very <laughs> good of you. I might just give you that makes sense. No, I will, you know, five years. I, yeah, honestly, I, if, if the price is right, come on. Who doesn't start a business without the Right. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Travis yes. has been trying to sell our Man, show. Man, I've been, oh, yeah. boy, yeah. somebody, please, like Arby's, that one dude that hangs out outside of I-70 exit downtown. Right. I, whoever wants to take it, have it. Yay. So so where is retirement then? Is it here or elsewhere? Oh, it'll be elsewhere. Okay. I'll keep a small space here, though. All right. I'll keep oh. a small little so I can come back. I like and see where else what a guy. Come back. What a Buy guy. my own plaque for the house. That's where I was raised yeah. and things like that. Because I know the city's not going to do well. <laughs> That's I like, I like to hear what people's retirement plans are, like where they would go if they stick around. Or well, I have a, a son who just graduated college out in Colorado, in Durango, way down south. Oh, yeah. Nice. He moved to, uh, he's a scientist. He moved to Denver to continue his education, a master's degree and stuff. Uh, so I'd like to be closer to him. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have to be in the same city. But I like, you know, it's like 1,200 miles away when right, it was down right. in Durango. It was impossible to get there. Denver's a little easier. But, yeah, yeah I, would, I would like to have several little places. I don't need to be that pompous and have one big place. I'll just show you pictures of all the places. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smart. Because I'm, I'm more into planning of what I'm going to do when I'm homeless. Mm. I like to hear what people with, you know. Real success plans. have found and where they might go when they retire. Okay. So, yes. Well, now we're on it. Okay. Uh, we, we've got a young man who's rallied against St. Louis and Lida Cruson for her smoking ban. Where does that fall with you? Do you feel that you're an ally of Mr. Uh, Chris Gardner and his menthol brigade? <laughs> or do you feel like uh, cigars and cigarettes are different? Well, cigars and cigarettes are different. I'm not a big fan of cigarettes. Mm. I don't have any problem with people choosing to smoke those. It's just some of the things that go with a cigarette. Sure. Uh, the world's not your ashtray. Oh. I hate the, out oh. the car window. Okay. You know, things like that. But I, I think it's, you know what, it's, we're all adults, and I think it's the individual right mm -hmm. uh, as a person, uh, as a business owner. And you know darn good and well, if they say have a sign that says smoking aloud, why not? I think that was always my deal. Is that especially because I hang out traditionally in what we would call dive bars, sure, um, neighborhood bars in the Central West End, and those have gone to the wayside, in particular in that area. There's only one left. There were about three, but they were all smoking establishments. They're smaller, and drinks were cheaper. Uh, but it's where people from the neighborhood would gather for camaraderie, as sure. you as, as you bring up. And my only thing was they're small business, 
you know, I know they're doing business, whatever, but it's just let them, my thing was always just let them decide. Well, let them, let them decide what they want to do. Uh, it's their choice. The people that work there, it's their choice. Yeah. They know what they're going to be around. And like, I, I would go to a non-smoking bar. Guess what I wouldn't do? I wouldn't light up inside the bar. I'd go outside or something sure. like that. It's just, it, to me, it was that simple. Well, and I think too, when they have, when, when, and we know all money pays mm-hmm. when they exempt this guy this guy and this guy and yet the casino you can still smoke in there yeah or there's other venues private clubs that are in st louis that you somehow got around to you can still smoke yeah i can I, think of two right yeah now. do you and, do you guys think that the recreational movement uh, will ultimately bring us to a point where there will be establishments that will or that will push legislators to say okay well if we're now at the point where we're selling it recreationally, there's going to no. allow venues, maybe bars. You'll think we, we'll never get back to the days of no, smoking anything in public and, and like that or in a public space. No, I mean, it's in some like you have to have the club thing going on. Right. Or right. Like that. But it's for me. Look, for the, for the cigarette stuff and that I tr- and then people may say think this sounds ridiculous. I think they've used the guise of healthcare in a way. That, hey, we would just, you know, the people just really don't like smelling like smoke. And th- those are the people that have got behind oh, that's some me. of this stuff. That, that was me. Yeah, and, and I I'm was like, more than happy. Like, yeah, just just be this. honest with me about why you're doing what you're <laughs> <Right>. doing. <laughs> and we can then have a legitimate discussion <laughs> about how we can all get along. Sure. But if you're not going to be honest with me about why you're doing what you're doing, eh, whatever. So it's, I, I truly believe that. Um, so I don't know that we get there, but okay. hey, we are creative uh, people, and we may be able to find ways around that and still enjoy each other's company in doing so. Wow. Yeah. Well said, sir. Wonderful. Who's the most uh, interesting or famous person you've ever had a cup of coffee or a cigar with? Wow. There's a lot of guys I got to meet over the years. Yeah. Uh, probably Jim Belushi. That's uh, a big one. Yeah. Uh, but him, Ron White, Cedric the Entertainer, uh, a lot of different guys we've met. Yeah. Uh, probably one of my funnest conversations was Steve Sharippa. And Steve Sharippa was on The Sopranos. Right. He played Bobby Bacala. Oh, okay. And so he was at a, at a uh, at one of the trade shows, and he was on featured on a magazine at the time called Smoke Magazine. Real nice guy. And, you know, so you go over, you take a cigar, you get a picture with him and everything. But he had just written a book, How to Be a Goomba, and How to Dress Like a Goomba. <laughs> how to Dress Like a Goomba. And so we got talking about that. And then it was like a 10-minute conversation. And we're sitting there smoking and just, yeah. So Taking it all in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I met a lot of guys. Met Chuck Norris. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Fantastic. He's only about that tall. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, how, how, how open do these guys feels. get? How comfortable do they usually get? Because... Seems like you can break down a conversation pretty well. Oh, yeah. The, you know what? N- normally, because I'm not talking to them about, ooh, I saw you in this movie. Ooh, right, right. I'm not Googling. It's like we just, we're just having a conversation Shooting about whatever. The shit, yeah. yeah, but Belushi ran into a lot of times over the years. Oh, nice. Uh, the trade shows were up in Chicago. He would go to Diana's shop and, up and smoke. Oh, that's pretty and, you cool. Know, He's big in, smoke. big in uh, marijuana now in Canada. I think he has like a huge marijuana farm, right? Hey, that's a trend that's going a uh, lot of ways. Yeah, I w- that would make sense, like if he was already kind of into that kind of. Hmm. Well, there it is. Yeah. Trev, how do you feel? Do we want, uh, Chris, what kind of day do you have ahead of you? Do you want to put it over the top? Sure, what? Oh, God. We this have a Trev you of one oh of your my. favorite movies. 
Christopher Manso. Uh, again, thanks to Snappy Bigman for being our uh, our coffee partner. You guys can go to snappybigman.com. We do have a Travview of a classic movie. Travis, if you want to intro it, uh, I'll, I'll allow it. Well, boys and girls, it's time for the Travview! It sucks! It's, it's, uh, that is correct. Uh, from the critic. Mm-hmm. No, it was it Jay stinks. Sherman, that was it his thing. No, nope. Okay. John Lovitz. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but everybody's going crazy over the streaming services, the new Hulu, the Disney, the Netflix, etc. But did you know that YouTube actually has free films? Hmm. Ad, they have ads, but you can watch an entire film for free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously we're very productive here in the offices here at Midcoast, and we're always looking for ways for inspiration. We're researching our next segment, our next episode of We Are Live, and surprisingly enough, I came across uh, a classic film that once you hit play, you could not stop, and that, of course, is the Stallone classic Over the Top. Wow. You ever seen this? No. Oh, you haven't seen Over the Top? No. Really? Oh, my goodness. So. What have I, I been missing? Oh, I man. think this is. This, is, uh, this, this poster is on a t-shirt, by the way. That is badass. By the way, that is a beautiful, beautiful poster. Just the hawk in the back. It's just what does it for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Stallone uh, plays this father who has an estranged son. Uh, at a military school, he goes to pick him up because his estranged wife wants him to build a relationship with the son that he abandoned over 10 years ago. And so because his wife is dying, his wife is dying. Mm-hmm. So she that's her last wish is to get them to de- to get them together. And as they take a road trip to Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. they uh, begin to bond. So, of course, it starts off. He's with a the truck kid. driver. He's a truck driver. But we soon learn about 15 minutes in, he isn't just a regular truck driver. He's a world-class arm wrestler. Mm-hmm. And a pretty badass one at that. He's challenged by people in bars. They want to take him on. And, and Stallone goes full Stallone. He puts the hat on backwards. Boom, mm-hmm. boom. An engine revs up inside him. And he becomes this masterful arm wrestler. Mm. Um, and as he does this, giving on, up 200 pounds to most of his opponents as well, uh, yeah. easily, easily, yeah. and a, get a good foot mm. because Stallone. I, speaking of short people, Stallone can be bigger than five ten, uh, I can't five nine, five nine. Oh, good God, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I've heard things about how they had to shoot Rocky because he was so short. But so it's you know, kind of like having to shoot the volleyball scene with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. And Top Gun. Oh man, great camera angles, unbelievable. Yeah. But so Stallone in this film begins to bond with his. <laughs> With his son? Rusty in the comments, turn <laughs> that hat around. <laughs> <laughs> but it, so it's it's pretty, <laughs> it's, so the, 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 the plot, so it, it goes in some direction. So we have the trailer. Uh, oh, we have the trailer? Yeah. Oh, awesome. All right, check this bad boy out. Tell me if Marvel <laughs> can top this. Tell me if this is not a trailer for the 80s. <laughs> what are the odds on Lincoln Hawks? 20 to 1, pal. Real long shot. Let's go. The world meets nobody halfway. Remember that. I don't have a father, sir. (laughs) The world has always bet against Lincoln Hawks. This guy's nothing. Why'd you leave us? It won't happen again. Oh, but my grandson found it. I don't care how you do it. Do it. But a winner never listens to the odds. Whatever happens, I want you to stay with him. 
get-togethers. All I can guarantee. You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. <laughs> you never had anything, so you have nothing to lose. All I want to do is hurt him, cripple him, get him off the table. All I care about is you. You're my boy, you understand? The world beats nobody halfway. Now is the time to do for yourself. I love you. Sylvester Stallone, over the top. Can we get an over the top blend? Oh, it's snappy bacon. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but while Stallone, of course, was the headliner, I think we saw our antagonist, the great Robert Loja. Yeah. Mm. Robert Loja in over the top. How could he um, be so helpful and big and so ominous and mean <laughs> so this came out in 87 so yeah this is some years removed from uh stallone and rocky so he's become a household name at this point so you can see why warner brothers would uh, well he's the one who like wanted this. to make this movie right yeah yeah he, he created it basically. yeah he was in, yeah and at, at that point i mean he was the golden child in hollywood everything stallone touched was gold and so you can understand why a studio would probably get behind this so again if you weren't paying attention too closely to the trailer. Lincoln Hawk is Stallone's character's name. That's why you have the, the Hawk. Hawk! Oh, there we go. And again, they're traveling to L.A. There, He's bonding with his son. And it's very. It's actually a very sweet bonding moment, Chris. I don't know about you. I didn't get a chance to know my father. Um, so it kind of hit home. I'm lying. I've known my father, father my entire life. Memphis. And he, yeah, he's yeah. got his I doctorate. Do, and I just talked to him on the phone this morning. But okay. uh, for a fact... Uh -huh. uh, I very much relate it to yeah. the father-son relationship here. Uh, but the movie truly gets going when we get to Vegas, the, the big arm wrestling competition. Yeah. This is what we signed up for, boys. Because, like, there's money and a truck. And a truck. Mm. Like mm -hmm. a tractor-trailer that, that, truck. That seems a thing. to make sense, yeah. Because I guess apparently if you're for in prize. elite arm wrestling, you probably love large semi-trucks, of course. As of course you, you do. do. Yeah. Yes, as anyone yes. would, of course. And so we have, what, what are the name of some of these well, one Wrestlers. of them, the, the main guy who he ends up fighting in the championship match mm -hmm. is Bull Hurley. Bull Hurley, played by the great Rick Zumwalt. And I went to Fort Zumwalt North, which is named after Rick Zumwalt in That's this not, movie, I'm sure mm -hmm. is the That's case. That's not the um, thing. But you can buy this blaster t-shirt, by there the way, is. online, too. A lot of great t-shirts and, like, one-liners <laughs> that coincide with the movie. Huh? Was Rick a security guard or something in any other film ever? He might have been. Actually, he okay. was, I think, a prison guard in this movie, something yeah. along those lines. Now, the one guy who did scare the hell out of me was uh, John Grizzly. Because I hate bears. Oh, okay. And his sense. last name is Grizzly. He Foo had the Foo Bar on his shirt. Okay. If you don't know what Foo Bar means, go watch the movie Tango and Cash, starring Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. There's wow. a tie in there. There's a lot going on here. How about that? Uh-huh. How and I wanted to point this out too, Travis. Okay. Talk about an eighties soundtrack. Oh. And think of the artists, bands of that time. Winner Takes It All, Sammy Hagar. Hmm. Bad Night, Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone was on the soundtrack? Frank Stallone's on the Man, soundtrack. Talk about hooking your bro up, right? Gypsy Soul, Asia. I Will Be Strong. Rest in peace, Eddie Money. Hmm. And finally, Meet Me Halfway, 
Kenny Loggins. Wow. Kenny Loggins owned the 80s and movie soundtracks. It's like a cocktail party at Manso's house. Yeah. <laughs> it's a soundtrack. So, I mean, the yes, soundtrack yes, it is. <laughs> fits what we're looking at in the 80s as well. Great and uh, great names, too. You talked about Smasher. You talked about Grizzly. You got Big Boy Richie, Colonel Davis, Mad Dog Madison, Big Bill Larson, Bosco, mm-hmm. McBroom. Some intense names for these arm wrestlers. In the end, yeah, we sat on a couch and watched this, and it was work. Yeah. Uh, fact of the matter is, uh, don't want to give too much of the film away. Stallone kills his son. Didn't oh, see that I don't, coming. That's not, that's, no. uh, that's no, not true. Was, did not happen. No, no. I was just trying to. I think get a lot of that. this has been made up. It seems from you. Yeah. 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 And me as well. I, right. well. Okay. So at the end of the movie, uh, Stallone he loses, wins. Okay. And he gets his son and a new truck. And Robert Loja out of his life. <laughs> Robert Loja goes on to coach at Texas State. <laughs> he does. With Scott Bakula. With Scott Bakula. That's true. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Ended that losing streak, D. didn't he? He's they? a D. He's a defensive coordinator. That's uh, right. Now, for acting purposes, like for I would score it. Um, it, it was pretty high, surprisingly. Oh. The child actor in this. Uh, he actually now still works in Hollywood, but but behind the scenes, he like works in accounting now. Because he got so, burned out from the yeah. child acting thing. And Man, so you did some improv. Uh, did that acting look like it was top notch? Oh, top notch okay. all the way. <laughs> look, see, he, yes, and there was emotion. I yeah. was on a roller coaster just on the trailer. Wow. Good improv. And then, and only that, I like the <laughs> good lying. <laughs> <laughs> and did Chris? Did you know how naturally physique? Stallone look how it completely yeah he's a natural for uh, sure the the vegetables he was clearly eating in the late 80s you know what a lot of a lot of clean eating and salmon just like the rock (laughs) yeah okay there's a again if we go back to it I'm sure Stallone in some men's magazine put out like you gotta eat peanut butter sandwiches in the middle of the night (laughs) blah blah and they always leave out the one key component that just may or may not be allegedly um things that make horses giant look at that yeah that's that's all natural baby okay so from the action, there are a few car chase scenes. There's even a scene where the kid runs across the highway. Now, you can definitely tell it was a pre-9-11 uh, time in America because at some point, I think the kid becomes a stowaway on an airplane. Oh. <laughs> uh, somehow bypasses yeah. all of security, Those becomes a stowaway, days, huh? and he makes his way all into Vegas from L.A., from LAX. Mm. Not just the regular old airport, Chris. LAX. He okay. was able to become a stowaway, sure. then go through the baggage car. The baggage claim machine mm-hmm. pops out from that alive and is somehow able to then commute non Uber non taxi. I was very upset. Oh, well, how that, look, 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 that little white boy. <laughs> Y'all don't see that white boy coming off the airplane? Like he was literally on the tarmac oh, yeah. at one point. Well, and then I brought up another kind of flying situation where my friend's dad, I was the best man at my friend's wedding. His dad, though, was in the Air Force and can't stand the movie Iron Eagle. <laughs> Where he's a racist. the dad's son, Lou Gossett Jr., doesn't do it for him. The dad is in a, as a prisoner of war, and the son steals military plane to go save his dad in the Middle East. And number one, my friend's dad is like, those aren't even the right type of planes that we would use. <laughs> so I had always, every time I see him or whatever, I'm like, ah, I watched Iron Eagle recently. Still, I mean, that holds up to this day, and that's our conversation, but people just can get Find one little thing in a movie. It's a kid that, stowaway on a commercial airliner. Yeah. That's even for the late 80s. That should have raised some questions. Yes? No? But well, he, could, he walked in, too. <laughs> he just got to walk in. 
Uh, what I also love is just how serious they take arm wrestling. I honestly did not realize. Like, now we know. Put the strap on. Right. I didn't think that was a thing. That sounds like something that probably mm. would be taken differently here in 2019. Nevertheless, with the action, the acting, the scene setting, and Robert Loja, I give this four booties. Oh. Respect that ass. Over the top. Wow. Did not underwhelm. Good for you. Incident. Oh, that's good. That's pretty that's good. That would have been a good blur. That would have been. See, uh, see, ooh, I would have been a good. If you want over the top coffee, snappybigman.com oh, yes. is where you go. Oh, uh, we have a question from our uh, our listener, uh, the Black Sheep. I'm ordering some right now. I usually like Kona. What's the best recommendation? Oh, if he likes Kona, I would say to go with our Havana blend. Uh, we actually will be doing some single origins by next month. Uh, we won't be doing Kona, uh, but I got some other things that I think he'll like. Okay. Yeah, some single origins. We've got some actually some farm specifics that we were able to score. Not, not going to have a lot of that, maybe 40, 50 pounds. Okay. So, yeah, those would be really pounds. nice. Good. Yeah. Well, there you go. Black sheep, Havana blend on it. So congrats on the uh, on the booty rating. A shout out over to the top. A st- shout out to the Stallone. Stallone mm-hmm. had a movie. He's got an Oscar, but this is his biggest. Uh, it's, it's one that often it's part of the deep cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout outs to to my man for releasing Rambo, the final Rambo, Last Blood this past weekend as well. How do we feel about I, Last I Blood? I mean, he's, br- he's bringing an, another one of his iconic characters to an end, and the man's had an, an, a very impressive career. He got it's like literally the first screenplay that he ever written. He knew nothing about writing literally won an Academy Award, and I don't think we've seen anything like that in the industry since, and the guy's had longevity, and he seems like a nice enough guy. We don't hear yeah, too much controversy outside sure. of the uh, organic uh, means of becoming a Oh, and I don't care. I, hey, load yourself up with steroids all day long, but just like Gardner wants to know why you want to actually not have cigarettes in, it's like, you know, let's let's just be open about it. That's let's fair. talk about it. You can't be 60 with abs. It's not a thing. Do you think you can beat Stallone now? Hmm? Do you think you have a chance against Stallone now? Nah, he'd piece me up. Yeah. What yeah. about you? You didn't got a chance at Stallone? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> oh. See? That's, uh, that's right. He just went right with it. I know I know where to win my battles. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to load up on coffee and head to Soulard Oktoberfest this year. Our friend, the Soulard Business Association, October 11th and 12th. We'll be having Chris and Travis back to host the oh festivities. Boy, have they made Return to Seelard Market Park on Friday, October 11th. Oh, my. Look at that from last year, Travis. October 11th and Saturday, October Did 12th. I take this? No, you did not. Absolutely. It was a Obviously professional not. photographer. Well, I could have set it up and maybe hit the timer. I was you to de- definitely it. didn't. Oh, Celebrate Travis's German heritage um, and Soulard's at St. Louis <laughs> through two days of food, drink, live music, and entertainment. Look at that handsome devil. Look at John Pertzborn from Fox 2. Couldn't remember which one he was with. Right there, the red hat. He'll be back this year as well. Food, drink, live music, entertainment. Soulard Oktoberfest 2019 will feature an open-air plaza Wine Garden, seven bands, including Grammy Award-winning Brave Combo, and they're the ones who've been on The Simpsons. Axe-throwing activities, stein-holding competitions, and the return of Octubafest. Mm. Nice. With St. Louis Low Brass Collective. Event is free and open to the public. And if you want to enhance your Oktoberfest experience, VIP tickets to the Beer Hall Tent are available for only 20 bucks a person. And that includes Beer Hall Tent, exclusive entertainment, in-and-out privileges, official one-liter Soulard Oktoberfest stein. That's a $10 value that Travis is holding. Premium beer selection and many other great things. Check out uh, Eventbrite for the VIP tickets. That's Soulard Market Park, October 11th and 12th. It's 8th in Lafayette, if you were going to ask Chris. 
so that's I already knew where it was. Oh, okay. Gosh. I'm hip to the action. He's hip to the Please. action. Okay, now I know. <laughs> uh, guys, reminder, we've got Happiest Hour this Thursday. Libby Higgins headlining with Kate Barton and uh, our friend Molly Ambergie. Our friends at Jack Daniels and Schlafly are making that possible. Come out, 6 o'clock comedy, and uh, have some fun with us. Chris, anything else we need to know? I, I think it's been a very uh, a very fun appearance, and we're going to have to get you back in, tell some more stories, yeah, and hang no, out. No, thanks for having me. I mean, yeah. we're just we're trying to grow. We're, we're working on things. Uh, business started kind of out of a fluke. Now it's a serious business, so nice. we're getting ready to... Uh, I'm researching to do either a GoFundMe or something because I put a lot of my own money into this. Of course. Now it's putting it back it's a way in, to do which it. is nice. I yeah. want to get the UPC code so we can start being in more places. We've got some connections. We've been talking to some local markets nice. and stuff like that. So Keep growing. Yeah, we're, that's what we want to do. Well, we're going to keep drinking it. We love it here at Midcoast yeah, yeah. when we are alive. So, Gardner, for Travis, for Chris Fermanto from Snappy Bigman. I'm Chris Denman. We'll be back live tomorrow, 8 a.m. See you then. Peace.